0: blog talk radio
1: there's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison go find an, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons ain't gonna be in there but 51% of your prison will be black because blacks don't have any businesses and industries there's a direct link blacks won't practice group economics blacks won't practice group politics if you don't practice, you're setting yourself up as I told that five story building you're setting yourself to get wiped out understand the nature of race, which is economics. If you if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And as a and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces eight, twelve to thirteen times for at least. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk gotta learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they over-incarcerate when they, when they over you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March for what? Who cares? Marching has never changed anything. Hi, my name is Mike. I was homeless. I needed a job. Uh, my homegirl gave me a phone number to Reentry TV. I called the number. Now I have a job and a place to stay. Reentry TV, real life, real solutions. Reentry TV is real.
2: Reentry TV is a television program for ex-offenders who want to re-enter into society. So come out and be a part of our live studio audience. Or you can always watch us on Channel 17 every Monday night at 6 p.m. If you need more information, just call 281-445-6141 for real life. Real Solution. Reentry TV. So tune in this Monday night, November 29th at 6 p.m. for a powerful show featuring CEO and founder Ms. Marilyn Gambrell of
0: No More Victims,
2: an advocacy agency for newborns and children of incarcerated parents. For real life, real solutions,
0: the TV. Everything with your apartment application has been approved.
3: It's the felony man.
0: Oh, I apologize, Mr. Higgins. Your apartment has been denied due to your felony.
2: Reentry TV can get Mr. Felony off your back. For more information, call 281-445-6141. For real life, real solutions, Reentry TV.
3: All right, welcome to a... Uh, All right, welcome to another installment of It's My House. And today, we just want to lightly introduce it. Today, Wednesday, or what, Tuesday? Um, Wednesday and Thursday, particularly tomorrow and Thursday, um, and a little bit of Friday, we're going to be talking about um, creating tiny house communities, creating tiny house communities. Um, and there's so many. Particularly, with like, well, we're going to get into the fundamentals like you know where to, you know, get land and locations, and um, are we going to be off grid, grid, to a combination of the two? Um, but before you get to all of that what I would suggest is form, decide what kind of, because there are many ways you can do it. You can, if you have a family, particularly a younger family, you can buy yourself an acre or two of land. And um, just imagine an acre is about the size of a football field that's quite a bit of land so um with something like that one or two acres you might want your your model your community your community might be once again if you have a young family or you could be single or you might want it as uh, income property type thing you're not going to live in it but you're going to rent it out Then in many ways you can spend that uh Or you might want to address a particular niche. Um, The reentry community. Now, there are different segments of that. You have people that might, families that might be living in shelters and they're reentering society. Well, they're already in society, but, you know, their own place. So that's a niche. Then you have people that have just getting out of of prison or something like that, which we mentioned yesterday, and that's why I play reentry solutions today. That's a niche. You might want to help a certain type uh, or category of homeless people because they're they're different types of different distinctions of homeless people. You have mentally ill homeless people, and I guess you got various categories in that. You have people that are the working homeless. In there are various different categories in that. You might, depending on your location, you might want to set up a tiny house community that services migrant workers. You might want to set up a tiny house community that services uh, employees of Amazon. Um, there are many ways to go. So tomorrow... Wednesday, Thursday and and a little bit Friday, we're going to be discussing how to create a tiny house community. All right. I recommend well I say it's it's all depends on how you want to do it. Um you if you got a young family, uh, you know, small children, four or five years old, something like that. Or well, probably no older than, you know, the tiny house way might be a good way to go because if you have an off the grid homestead, um, you can save a bunch of money. But in any event, we're going to be back in a few minutes uh, with more on creating tiny house communities. <laughs> I'd like to introduce the idea of creating county house communities uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. But um, Wednesday, which is tomorrow, Thursday, uh, we'll go into deeper detail, you know, how to forming communities and land and all that type of stuff. And then um, Friday, that's Thursday, like say tomorrow and Thursday, and then Friday, um, we're going to introduce a community. And a community, it doesn't have to be a large number of people. If you got two or three people, you got a community. There's um, over in Germany, um, they have these little villages called Dorf, D O R F. And a Dorf could be just four houses. That's their village. So, um, and like I said, we're going to get over into that tomorrow and Thursday, uh, in particular. And then Friday, we're going to give the example of four women that they met in prison and he started a business. So we're going to take it to a next step after that, on you know, which is a niche, because there's a whole bunch of ways, it's almost incalculable the different types of communities, niche market communities that you can build, uh, create and build a tiny house community around. All right. So uh, anyway, we'll be back in a few minutes to talk about uh, one of the communities that we're working on right now. Um, We'll be back in a few. Today we are introducing, lightly introducing, uh, the topic of Creating Tiny House Communities. Uh, if you want to chime in on it today, 619-768-2945 is our live stream number. Once again, our live stream number is 619-768-2945. Today, like, so we're going to lightly introduce it. Tomorrow we'll get into more detail, as well as the next day, as well as Friday uh, so all week, more well, for the bounces. This week, we're covering in some aspect creating tiny house communities, and they're all different type of communities. Now, um, we're going to play an audio right now of building a tiny house, an affordable tiny house. You might want to take out your pen and paper, record. I mean, to take down some notes on this audio on the way that you can affordably build a tiny house regardless of experience
4: hi folks in this video I'd like to talk about how to have a home with no house payments and no monthly utility bills you may think that's not possible but I do it and lots of other people do it as well I'm going to show you how it can be done how it can be done very inexpensively and just kind of give you some ideas for things that you can do that uh, society and uh, the economic powers that be don't want you to know. So stay with me for a second and let me walk you through this. First, you need some land. This is my piece of land which is under an acre. About three-fourths of an acre. And that's really all you need to take care of most of the needs you have and for running a small homestead. Now I was lucky enough to get this piece of property uh, from family. It was uh, willed to me when my father passed away. But I have also purchased small pieces of property like this for under four hundred dollars. I have an acre down in uh, Arizona, near Sholo, Arizona, that I purchased for under four hundred dollars. I have five acres near El Paso, Texas, that I purchased for under seven hundred dollars. So it's very easy to find a piece of land if you do some looking around. eBay is a good source for finding land. Tax sales are a good source for finding land. Uh, family members may want to sell off a piece of land. Go around looking in rural areas and maybe you'll find a farmer that w- wants to split off a small piece of land and would gladly sell you one. You don't have to spend a lot of money on land. Okay, This is land that doesn't have utilities run to it. Uh, it doesn't have a blacktop road that runs into it or driveway. It's rough land. That's what you start with usually if you want to buy a small piece of land that you're going to homestead on. After you have your piece of land then you're gonna have to have a house. You can have a big house like most people live in and you can pay a lot of money for it and have a mortgage and be a slave to the system for another thirty years or you can decide if you'd like to build a smaller house like mine. Paid for with cash. This is my solar cabin the cabin cost me two thousand dollars to build. That does not include the doors and windows which I salvaged off of a trailer that was being torn down. For the cabin it cost me two thousand dollars. It is fourteen by fourteen. Downstairs is living area, dining area, bathroom, kitchen. Upstairs I have a loft bedroom and an office. In my other videos, I take you on a complete walkthrough of this cabin, so watch those if you want to see how the cabin is uh, as large as it is and functional on the inside. Up there on my roof, you see my solar panels. That's a 350-watt solar system that provides all of my electricity needs for lights, TVs, water pumps, all miscellaneous gadget, laptop TV, run my vacuum, and everything else off of a 350-watt system. That 350 watt system cost me under $3,000, $2,000 for the cabin, $3,000 for the power system of solar electricity, and I use propane. I have a propane tank in the back of the cabin, and I have a propane furnace, fridge, stove, and on-demand water heater. And those cost me just about $200 for an entire year. And we have cold winters here, folks. Under $200 for an entire year for all of my propane. That is the only utility bill I have. I do not pay for electricity. I do not pay for water because I drilled my own water well. Before I drilled my own water well, though, I hauled water in. But drilling a water well on a piece of property is not that hard. You can either do it yourself or hire somebody to do it. So I have no monthly utility bills. I have a house that's completely paid for. And I have freedom a freedom that you can't get when you're under the pressure of a mortgage and utility bills. I want you to take just a minute and think about what you could do with your life if you had no house payments and no utility bills. And I'm telling you, it is completely possible. I'm not going to go into any details of how to get out of the house that you're in. You're going to have to figure that out and talk to some professionals for some help that way. All I'm here to do is tell you it's completely possible. Now, some of you are looking at the cabin saying, yeah, but I couldn't possibly live in anything that small. This cabin was designed specifically for additions to be built on any of three sides. As you can see, the cabin has no windows on any of the three sides. There is a window in the back door glass. The sides are 14 by 14. The cabin was built to have uh, shed additions built on all three sides. This cabin is 400 square feet approximately inside with 200 square foot footprint. When you add on additions, you could add on an additional 400 square feet on either side and off the back, giving you anywhere from 800 to 1,200 square feet. The great thing about building a small cabin to start out with, though, is it gives you a place to live when you build on your additions, and that way you can wait and live very cheaply without any house payments or utility bills, and then when you have the money, you can build on the additions to expand the cabin. That's very good for a single person or a young couple who don't have children because you don't need a whole lot of space to start off with. This way you can save for it, build on as you want to, have the additions, uh, have the extra room if that's what you want. Now, I live full-time in this cabin. I live by myself, but my girlfriend comes up here on the weekends, and we stay together, and let me tell you, it's perfectly comfortable. We don't feel cramped at all, and we'd much rather have a small place like this. It takes a lot less money to heat. takes a lot less money to cool. It's a lot easier to clean. Uh, it's just a, a fantastic home. Now, I'm not trying to push you into building a home exactly like mine. I'm just trying to provide you with some ideas. If you wanted to come up with different ideas, a different plan, that's, that's just fine by me. But if you are interested in learning how to build a home like mine, I do have an ebook available and a printed book available called Simple Solar Homesteading. Go to www.simplesolarhomesteading.com. You can learn how to build a cabin like mine or at least get some great ideas for building your own home. Now I want to repeat. I own my land. I have a house that I built for under $2,000. I have a solar electric system that I have for under $3,000. I use propane, which costs me under $200 a year. I have no house payments. I have no utility bills. If you want a life like this, it is very possible. You can stop listening to the media and you can stop being put under society's pressures to live in the type of houses that everyone tells you you have to live in. You can live very inexpensively, and you can do this at at any age, whether you're older or younger. If you're younger and you start in a place like this, imagine the amount of money that you would have to retire on with no house payments, no utility bills, and freedom. Thank you for joining me, folks. Please watch the rest of my videos for more detailed information on each of the systems and a complete walkthrough of the cabin.
3: Okay, so um, we'll have uh, offline workshops where you can actually do that. You can either work on your own, and that's the primary focus of the workshops we'll be doing. Is you'll be actually working on your own tiny house that's once you're part of uh, a community that you have identified That that's that's like the last last part of it all at least the way I see it now I'm going to play an audio um, there's a, we're going to replicate this This audio is out of Uganda and Africa but we're going to replicate this their business model in various places um for people because we're organizing a community of people who are interested in the entrepreneurial aspect of renewable energy.
0: People who live in towns and cities in Uganda and many other African countries have some access to grid electricity to light their homes and power their businesses. But many rural people aren't connected at all. But simply waiting for the grid to arrive isn't good enough for entrepreneurs like Moses Akera. He recognizes there's a good business to be made, harnessing the power of the sun. I really prefer solar to be used in the community like this because it remains the property of the client. You don't pay bills and you don't buy fuel like somebody using generator. So solar energy is the best option for many rural Ugandans. But being new to the industry, many solar retailers like Moses were struggling to make their businesses a success. We don't have capacity uh, to advertise ourselves, our products. We don't have capacity uh, to have quality technical training. So the Rural Energy Foundation, a not-for-profit organization, introduced the Solar Now program in 2007. Its aim, to spread the benefits of electricity throughout rural Africa by providing training and support to existing solar retailers like Moses. And they encourage other retailers and entrepreneurs to start selling solar equipment from scratch. Most of these retailers need to be supported in terms of training so that they can be able to run their businesses better We also need support in terms of market awareness because so many people out here in the field do not know about solar, so we need to come and enlighten them. As well as training, the Rural Energy Foundation loans retailers portable demonstration kits, which they use to drum up business in local markets. What we're trying to do is these people are off-grid and they do not have access to electricity. So we're trying to show them how solar can improve their lives. For instance, we're trying to show them how they can make money from solar. For instance, here with us, we have a shaver, so they can use this to have barbershops. We also show them how they can use it to use light at their homes. See, when you have this light in your house, the children can study at night. They can use it in their shops to work longer hours, and they can use it at home. If retailers want to use the Solar Now brand, they have to commit to providing high-quality installations and good after-sales service. The Rural Energy Foundation helps them achieve this by training solar technicians.
2: We're trying to get the entrepreneurs to sign service contracts so when they sell the product, it also comes with after-sale service, let's say. They have to check uh, to make a phone call to the customer after a certain period to check if the system is working and then uh, after some time through the service contract they also have to go and actually do the inspection of the system
0: The Rural Energy Foundation has trained over 200 retailers in nine African countries. So far, they've sold 57,000 solar home systems and 36,000 solar lanterns. They've helped at least 400,000 people, saved nearly 5 million liters of kerosene and 12,000 tons of CO2 each year. Basil O'Khelo is impressed and has decided to buy the equipment from Moses to set up his own solar barbershop and phone-charging business. He's taking advantage of a credit scheme which helps entrepreneurs buy equipment from SolarNow retailers to get their businesses going. Solar Now is giving me a loan. I'm going to make a down payment of 25% now. Uh, Later, in three months' time, I'll make another 25%, making a total of 50%. Then the remaining I'll complete within a period of a year. With his system now installed, Basil is optimistic about the future. Because this is a new investment I'm going into. I have never been to this business before. But uh, as I see, I have the expectation that I'll make money. Moses is growing his solar retail business too. He already had a shop in town. With support from the Rural Energy Foundation, he's now set up a small village branch to cater specifically for his rural customers. Rural Energy Foundation is very important to us. If the help us training technicians, we shall be in position to expand all over. We hope that others will also
1: adopt the private sector development approach. We don't want to be unique. We want to spread the word that this is a really efficient approach to get the technology diffused deeply into the rural markets.
0: The Rural Energy Foundation plans to expand into other African countries and broaden its range of sustainable technologies. Solar panels are now becoming a common sight here on HOMES and shops buy them as well to run radios and offer phone charging, increasing their income and enabling people to communicate. And to everyone's delight, The local bar has installed a fridge powered by the sun. The owner is pleased with his investment.
3: Yeah, we are happy.
2: Of course, it's cold. Uh, The beer tastes better, and so I get more customers.
3: Okay, so we're going to build a community based on um, a lot of
1: information just
3: On that note, we'll be back tomorrow with more information on how to form your own tiny house community.